You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. We're a couple weeks out from Christmas celebrating the birth of Jesus, celebrating our families, celebrating 2020. Uh, can you even stink and believe that we're actually in the month of December, uh, where I look back at the beginning of the year and and it was like a standstill for a while. I just felt like, you know, those those funny Instagram posters saying it's March 370th. <laughs> you know, like is the, are these months just going over and over again? Uh, and then there is like this power push in life. And then here we are, and we're about to go into the new year. And with going into the new year, we don't even know how to feel about that. And it's so different. I saw this really funny post also uh, saying, oh, I'm not hearing about all your your goals in 2021, little nervous, are you? I'm not hearing much about it. And it's just so true. We're just living in this kind of weird limbo mode. But with all that being said, I know that we're promised today. And if we're promised today, then we are working on being present. And as we're working on being present, what are we doing inside of that present moment? And I found myself asking myself these questions because it's such a different year. And I'm, I'm also asking the question, question, am I doing things today that is servicing the desires and, and the love and the joy inside my heart? You know, instead of focusing on the things like 2020 and how devastating and overwhelming and frustrating and annoying this year has been on so many different levels, right? But as we sit into the month of December, I feel a little bit more pressure, right? Because we want to be the most amazing human. And for us moms out there, we want to be the most amazing mom and and bring all these things to the table for our family, for our children, for maybe your coworkers and your church and the organizations that you're involved with, whatever. You know, and and so in this time of life, I I know that I got to be there for you and you got to be there for me and know that we're not alone, okay? Because even just the month of December calls so much work as a mother to perform. And I know that you'll understand this when I start laying out the the true hard facts of what just the holidays bring to the table and and it's a it's a serious load, okay? And so that serious load brings tension and tightness and frustration and it's not allowing us to be our our best and we'll get into the topic. This is our intro to the topic right now, but the invisible load that we see in motherhood comes from deciding on boundaries. It, it comes from deciding on am I allowing people in my house? Am I not allowing people in the house? Do my relatives get to come? Uh, do I get to invite this relative this year? You know, um, navigating boundaries with not only 
your family, but also navigating boundaries within yourself, what you're allowing yourself to, to do this year versus what you did last year or the previous years. And I say that because we do things over and over and we still find ourselves in this funk, right? And the only thing that we can do is change things to see the change. So I, I, I've been jotting down these notes and, and seeing that, oh my gosh, like these boundaries aren't just for my inner circle. It's also for me. And I need to navigate those boundaries uh, there as well. Um, as a mother, uh, during this holiday season, our invisible load comes from the hours of shopping, uh, the hours of maybe online shopping, organizing where everything goes, right? Planning the holiday meals, the pressure, right, to create this ambiance, the pressure to create this environment, the pressure to create this magical setting. Because I, I, I tell my kids all the time that that the spirit of Christmas is inside of us and that magic is inside of us because that's where Jesus lives inside of us, right? And and that's where also Santa is. That's that's where the magic and the spirit of Christmas lives. And so as a mother, I've done everything that I can to bring alive that spirit of Christmas. And that's an invisible load, right? No one no one talks about this. Uh, grieving how much things have changed. Come on. There's so much change. And not, it's just ironic that we're saying this now, but just the year of 2020 brought so much devastation, chaos. And we already talked about this, the overwhelmingness, the frustration, the annoyances into our life. And and, and it's it's quite different for us to learn how to deal with the with the change and and for some of us we're grieving and some of us we're mourning and 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 we're and we're developing new habits to become our better self even through this time uh the invisible load that we see as a mother is decorating the house right and making sure everything's everything's right and deciding who to buy for uh, this is a different year, so we might be only buying for a couple people because uh, we're only allowing a couple people over or, you know, people don't feel comfortable, whatnot. Uh, choosing, this is a funny one because I see it on Instagram. I wrote it in my notes, but uh, choosing the outfits, you know, how many, how many of you are putting that extra load on yourself? Like, oh my gosh, I have to have the perfect pajama set for our whole family, you know, um, being photo ready. I'm already hearing my girls talk about Okay, I got to get in here five days a week for the month of December. Uh, my family is is coming over, and I want the best pictures because our whole family hasn't been over. So there's a lot of families that aren't connecting, but then there's a lot of families that are because they're just fed up with not seeing each other. Um, and the this goes back to kind of the pressure of making everything magical, but attempting to be jolly and the 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 pressure to be merry all the time and especially during this time because we want to bring the spirit alive you know and so that alone is just topics about what it feels like to be a mother right now and to to feel that invisible load just from the holidays okay so when we tap into the actual topic which is how to let go of mom guilt and stop shaming yourself for actually providing yourself with self-care. This is a huge topic that 
we don't talk about just like we don't talk about the invisible load enough. We we just don't because we're superpower moms and we can conquer the world. And I've always told my friends, um, you know, I have eight arms. I'm like an octopus. I don't need your help. Like, please don't even open the door for me. You know, I got this. This is my superpower. But at, at the end of the day, uh, and especially in my in my chapter of life, I'm okay to ask for help. I ask for help from my kids. I ask for help from my ex-husband. I ask for help from my family. I ask help from 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 my even my clients from time to time. And and that's because I've let go of my ego, which is my false self telling me that I have to do it all, that I have to conquer it all, that I have to put myself on the back burner. And that's not true because the more that I put myself on the back burner, the more angry I am, the more frustrated, the more annoyed, the more overwhelmed feeling that I feel is because of that. You know, so really, truly, what is mom guilt? And this is all so different in our eyes. Um, this is just a definition out loud. Uh, but mom guilt strikes with mothers who believe that they're not doing enough for their children. For instance, they may feel guilty if they have to work or they have to go to the gym right? Or they have to go get their nails done and can't spend enough time with their children. And then there's the mom guilt of not being able to prepare the most amazing lunch and the notes inside the lunchbox and then the hot chocolate before they go to school, you know, and that we'll get into that uh, later on and stuff. But you have this, you have this high expectation that you put on yourself. And because you have such a high expectation while also doing X, Y, and Z and Z again, um, you're not, you're not fulfilling the, the, the desires of your heart from your standard, you know, and then all of a sudden we place this guilt and shame on ourselves, right? So a lot of us hold ourselves to this self-imposed perfect standard when it comes to our kids. And then when I don't achieve that, when you don't achieve that, then then it's just a crash and it's a hard crash. And then honestly, who gets the blunt of that? Probably family, <laughs> you know? And it, it sucks that it's that way, but it's just it's just the way the cookie crumbles. We as mothers believe that we need to lead the perfect, uh, most amazing balanced life, right? And that we believe that we have to be the multitaskers. We have to be the woman of eight arms. And if we don't, then we're not functioning really well. You know, and really, I believe at this point in my life again, and you might believe a little bit different, but that we're surrounded by, um, I'm calling it a mother trap. A mother trap that has been set from the very beginning in time. I'm talking uh, for me as a child. I used to play house. I used to play um, um, with my best friend, Beth John, uh, back in the day. And we would, we would have our babies and we'd have the carriages and we'd have the beds and, and, and then we'd have the clothes and then we'd have imaginary, uh, husbands. And then we were just all of a sudden role-playing this whole house thing, you know, and really where my better efforts were going was with my little dolls and, and, and me supplying that nurturement and that love and, and then I started thinking about all the things that, you know, in my mind that I wanted to do. And I started to make that, 
that desire very strong. And then I had to fulfill that over, obviously, when I grow into an adult and I actually have my kids, I started to think about those things when I was a child, right? And so when we're involved in this um, this mother trap that I call, um, as we get older, we start to compare ourselves to the other moms and to the other families out there and to the cars that they're driving and their nursery that they just made during pregnancy. And you know, you're not being a great mother if you're not actually breastfeeding the child for a year, right? And you're not being a good mother if you're not working out right after you have your baby six weeks out. Like there's there's this there's this like trap over a head that seems so crazy as a mother and then a wife and then a friend and then a daughter and then a homemaker and then just upon being a member of society. We all lead these busy lives and and in the attempt to keep up, we find that if we appear that it's looking good, then we're doing a great job. But but really, we're just hurting ourselves and, and we're putting ourselves again on the back burner, right? And so as we, as we put ourselves on the back burner, we start to get more frustrated and we start to get more angry. I, I don't know how many times that I've lost my crap on my kids and then, I, and then I have this guilt and have this remorse and I have this shame and then I have to really go back. I'm like, where did that stem from? Is that because there's situations going on in the family that is hurting you? Um, but whatever it is, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy to justify that you are not good enough. And you have to justify to put all of your time and your work and your effort and your money into only your kids and your family. That's very, very unhealthy. And what this does is it is it leads us to this, this huge draw of shame and this huge attack of guilt that does not serve you, your family, your kids. And in, in fact, it's just an unnecessary stress that I choose not to have. You know, And again, I gotta tell you, just like my emotional maturity, I have to raise my hand and say, hey, guess what? I fall beneath the line. I, I, I have moments with my kids where I get really frustrated and they seriously are not listening, right? And, and I have to let them know. But, but I, I so often find myself in this connection of having this pleasure of having time with myself, right? To resolve the anger, to resolve the frustration, to resolve the the overwhelmness that I feel some days because I'm juggling so much, right? And so if we know that we can move and remove ourselves from the guilt and the shame, we have to believe it. So if you know it, that's cool. But you have to really, 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 really want to believe that you can put the blame and the shame in the back burner and actually put yourself on the front side. And I've, I've noticed as I'm accepting this and I'm very aware of this, that I've learned that becoming my best friend has been hard because I haven't always trusted myself because my ego has played a huge part, right? That false self and, and, and not reaching and tapping into the authentic self, right? And that keeps you distant from being, being your own friend, you know? Um, and so as I've learned that my self-care is more so on the front side of the burner, 
has allowed me to then be a greater friend to myself, which then proceeds out to my children and proceeds out to my family and then proceeds out to my business and my clients and all the things in in that world. And so I've noticed that over time that we can become a better mom by not experiencing the mom guilt 24-7. And I'll, I'll tell you this, when I was younger, um, being a mom, I have a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old right now. And when I was younger, I wouldn't even go out on date nights. I would not even leave my kids because I felt like I was disservicing them. I felt like they had to have me at all times. And that's not the truth either. And once I released myself, and my mom and my dad actually took my 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 older son, Bodie, one year after he was born. So he's a year old. And my mom had this talk with me. And she's like, Cammie, you have to learn to be okay with not being around your kids all the time. You have to learn to give them the opportunity to have relationships with their grandparents, right? And with their aunts and their uncles. And if that means that you're not going to be around them every second, that's okay because you're you're actually giving them the opportunity to be more independent and to be more social and to be in a position where they can actually work on their their installments from you, which is their manners and and their integrity and their decision making. You know, they get a chance to do that instead of you hovering over them, right? And so so I I found that, you know, at, at seriously the first year of having my first child. And then I made sure when Chopper came that he had the same opportunity. You know, and it's been a great, great thing because when my kids go to their grandparents for a week, two weeks, they've gosh been up there for a month at a time now. Um, that is when I get so much stuff done. I I and then that mom guilt isn't as intensive, you know, because they are with someone that loves them so much, just like I do. And so that peace is there because my parents have them, right? And then I then I don't blame myself all that much, and I don't have that negative stance all that much because they're under the the house of love. But what I'm saying is that when they're they're gone, that's when I started to experience self care because I was a little bit less panicked and I was less rushed, you know, of going to here and going to there. Like I actually enjoyed getting to my nail appointment 10 minutes early and sitting there in the car and, and, and then walking in on time rather than literally jumping out of my car and running into an appointment five minutes late. And so here I am fast forward 13 years of being a mom and also in the position and chapter of my life. Now I am pushing self-care on myself right now because if I don't feel good I don't treat my kids as well as they just deserve to be treated I am not as present with them I've been running around practically with my head cut off for 13 years and it's got to stop and and it's only going to stop if you make it stop right and so I actually was um at my appointment with this woman by the name of Leslie and she does all my waxing and and I 
had this conversation with her last month and she goes, you know, you really are changing. And I said, yeah, how so? And she goes, you're actually making appointments in advance and you're actually showing up. And this is unlike you, Cammie, you're always running around. And there's times in the past that I didn't, wouldn't see you for six months. Whew. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was so ungroomed. I was so rushing. I didn't have time. I had such guilt and shame that I wasn't, you know, with my, with my family that I literally made myself the less of priorities and made everything else the top of priority. And because she said that, I was actually able to measure my growth and, and actually agree with her. I was like, holy crap, I, I am making appointments with you. I am here every single month getting my Brazilian wax and getting my eyebrows tinted and my eyebrows uh, uh, waxed. And I have this amazing relationship with Leslie and I love it. And it's a part of my therapy. I never really recognized that because I was so I was so unconscious and sleepy and rushing that I didn't even know the woman that right before me was part of my growth and was part of my therapy. And so now I see her in this whole different light and I number one I respect the crap out of her because she's a small business owner and she's killing it and she's hustling and she's making it. And then number two she brings such I respect her and admire and adore her because she brings such a wonderful service. But on top of that, she brings a friendship to me that I was running in and out of, right? And so uh, I, I, I found that to be very enlightening as well. And when we, when we talk about things that we can do to not experience the extreme mom guilt and the extreme mom shame is is the number one out of the gate, and we know this through Project U and our, our, our personal development, but we have to release ourselves from being perfect. You know, I, I tell both my sons all the time, it's not your job to be perfect. It's your job to be progressively better, right? And mommy and daddy are here to help you make the least amount of mistakes. You're gonna make a lot of mistakes, but because we're also here with you being honest, truthful, vulnerable with our own children, uh, we hope that they can make less, but it doesn't mean that they have to be perfect. So even as a mother, right, and, and a father and a friend, um, we need to stop punishing ourselves about not being the perfect person. It's important to do your best, but there's no need to beat yourself up when you actually are falling short and going below the line. I will say this with all certainty and 100% that there's no mom, not one in this lifetime, in the past, present, and or future that has gone through life not having made a mistake. They they may have acted wrong, right? And, and acted unwisely um, and done wrong things and that makes them not perfect, right? And so when, when we... Um, go back into what I was talking about before, which was avoiding the mother trap, right? And which is which is the perfect standard that you've been holding yourself up to. I need you and I need me. I'm talking to me too. I need to loosen my grip on that. I need to know that this is not a perfect way. This is a progressive way. And that's just the way Christ talks to me. He's like, Cammy, I did not ask you to be perfect. So release yourself from that. I already knew all these things that were going to happen in your life. I just ask you to be a better person and to find yourself in progressiveness to be the light 
right? To be more of the light. Uh, the the second thing that I've learned in in this topic of how to let go of mom guilt and stop shaming myself is I need to stop comparing myself to other moms out there. I need to stop looking and scrolling through Instagram and noticing that family and noticing that family over there on the basketball court and noticing her cars and all these like the 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 light of comparison is gross and it's negative. And we need to be aware as mothers that all mothers like to post and share and brag about their achievements of their 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 kids, right? And especially on social media. And I'm all for celebrating my kids and I'm I'm all for celebrating other people's things, but I am not all for for comparing my kids and my family and my dynamic to other people because we're so different. Right. And so when I was secretly comparing and then I'm secretly feeling bad, then this is part of my 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 way of living with my kids. And then I'm procrastinating, putting myself on the back burner because I I already feel bad, you know, and I don't get that in my life anymore. The problem out of the gate is that you're comparing you know, and then your your children are eventually going to grow into that because that's what you're sharing with them. And then you just have this family dynamic that's just a little bit disappointed, you know, because we're not living up to, again, the standards and all the things. So this is not allowed in, in my house. Do I fall short? A hundred percent. Okay. But it's not really truly allowed in the house because we understand that we are who we are and we bring to the table what we can bring to the table and that's authentic and that's genuine. You know, so when I acknowledge that my kids are different and that that things are celebrated differently and we have our chores and we have uh the way that we do our allowances and all the things like I don't need to brag about that and post that and make someone else feel bad, you know? And so I've learned that over the course of time and my feelings and my pressure have have released because I was able to restore this by standing in the confidence of the mother that I am today and I'm doing the best that I can. And my kids know that. I'm not perfect, but they know that I'm doing the best that I can, right? And so, of course, um, this will lead us into embracing the, the dynamic amazing coolest job that we have which is motherhood through self-love through self-care and leaning in to the happiness like truly like my boys are a part of who I am right and they are a part of who their father is and that alone has got to be an amazing thing in your heart knowing that they stemmed partially from you and partially from him you know, and so and so when we know that, we understand that this this dynamic thing that we call motherhood is really truly our birthright as a woman. And that's worth celebrating every single day. And you know what? I truly do go and get my nails done now and I enjoy it. My 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 oldest Bodhi just said the other day, I said he was doing homeschool or you know, digital school, and he goes mom, you're going to get your nails done again? And I said, yeah. He goes, how many times do you go there? And I I laughed and I'm like, I go there twice a month. So every other week I go there 
And I just sit down for 40 minutes to an hour. And sometimes I talk to Miss Tammy. Sometimes I just hang out and text message and email back my clients. And sometimes I just sit there and, and stare at what she's doing and be brainless. And that feels good. Right. And, and, and he just laughed and I walked out and whatever. And he knew that that's part of who I am because it makes me feel good. And it makes me and allows me to release from the stressors that I do have in the life. And stress is not going to go away. It's how we're managing the stress. And that's part of it. Then I got my younger son, which I, I probably actually go get my nails done for him and his reactions, but he notices everything on me. So any self-care that I get done, he sees it and he acknowledges it and he makes me feel so pretty, so pretty. Um, again, I just got my nails done this past week and they're nude pink and they're almond shape and now there's glitter on my ring fingers. And he noticed immediately the glitter and he's like, that's so pretty. You know, and and because of his reaction, I'm just laughing of I that was for me, you know, me going to get my nails done. But now I have this cool dialogue between me and my youngest son, and he respects and honors the fact that I go. And neither of my kids are are pissed that I'm going. They're not throwing a tantrum that I'm going. They understand now in their life that mommy has to do things for her in order for me to be happy right? And that's understanding. And for them, my kids to understand that loving yourself is a great thing. And you don't have to punish yourself with shaming yourself um, um, to do that, you know, and, and they're aware that their mother is not perfect, because I share that with them. I don't want them to have this preconceived notion, you know, and this standard that they too also have to be perfect. We all know as a family that we're doing the best that we can with what we know and anything that we are passionate about, that we're going to do our best to educate ourselves and to collaborate some more tools to work better in that area, right? And so when, I, when I've when i noticed that I'm prioritizing my self-care needs, I am a happier woman. I am a happier mother. And I feel that if I am able to nourish my children if I'm able to keep them warm and keep food on their plate and a roof over their head and shower them with the authentic love that they deserve, I too believe that I can give that to myself, that I deserve to put myself on the priority list. I am a VIP in my life just as my kids are VIP. And for so long, it was solely my kids and my husband. That was it. That's all I cared about. Again, I would go weeks after weeks to months to not to not going to my waxing appointments, which was led to not going to my hair appointments. I basically had my own ombre that I did myself. Like ha- uh, my my dark my dark roots were halfway down my head so many times in my life. You know, I'm like I don't have time. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And it would be over and over and over again. And guess what? I do have the time and I do work hard enough to set aside $40 to go get my nails done. I do, you know? And so uh, this leads into a little story about a mother that I know, and she's going through a, a challenging time in her life. And she's in a position where she's looking at herself in the mirror every day and she's working on her personal development and she's also a mother too 
you know, and she did this Instagram post and it says, I'm on the hill without my kids. Who am I? And I, I looked at this woman and I'm like, number one, she's so intrinsically beautiful. She's so selfless. You can see it all over her that she just gives and gives and gives and only gives to her children. And, 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 and she questioned herself, who am I to be up on this mountain snowboarding right now without my kids? You know, and I, I looked at that beautiful, beautiful note that she wrote and in such a vulnerable state. And I praised her for, for taking time out to having her own self care. I imagine her being on that hill, being a little naked in, in the respect of not having her children right next to her, right? And to not have that extra right next to her that she loves so dearly. But I I know that that brought this vivacious energy to her world because she was up there by herself and she got a rip down that mountain. She's a superpower athlete too, so I can only imagine um, her having the time of her life, you know? And then while she's on the ski lift, I envisioned her actually reflecting and feeling some painful spots and feeling some really joyful spots because that's life, you know? And, and I, I saw her smiling and I saw her discovering herself just a little bit more by, because she allowed herself to be in the presence of self-care and self-care to some like that woman could be going snowboarding alone to other people. It could be a nap. How many times have you wanted to take a nap and felt like you're being so selfish by taking a nap that you could give your time to your kids and to your family and to your work that you just don't do it? You know, there's people that love to read and they haven't read a book in 10 years. There's people out there that love baths. Like they have this beautiful bath in their in their home and it's collecting dust right now. And it hasn't been stepped into for the past eight months. You know, because their their priority is off for themselves. And it's not selfish to make yourself a priority. If you feel guilty about self-care, you gotta know that this is false. Taking care of yourself is 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 not a luxury. It's essential to be a great mom. It is not a luxury. And I always thought that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Remember, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. This is a luxury, and and really, this is this is encouraged. Okay, we encourage ourselves, and I encourage my my even my clients to make sure that they're going out on a limb to reward themselves with taking a nap, taking a bath, reading a book, wait, walking their dog going and get their nails done, getting a massage, whatever it is that interests you, I ask you to stop disconnecting yourself and now connect yourself with the things that make you happy, right? And we don't need to be confused about this anymore. We don't need to to think that our parenting skills are off. You know, we, we need to know directly on our frontal lobe right now that this is the best decision that you can give yourself by taking advantage of your solo time, right? And if we continue to give all the time to our kids, then yeah, it turns out that we're not as happy, you know? And by practicing self-care, it actually does make you a better parent. And I know that pre-having a baby and post-having a baby, that 
even just, you know, being in the industry of uh, fitness, I've noticed the happiness that lays inside of these mothers that are expecting and the mothers that just had their babies. I have another client. She's about 24 weeks pregnant. And she has been moving for the past two weeks out of her current home, putting everything in storage and living with her in-laws. Okay. And she's the tiniest little pregnant woman ever. She's so stinking adorable. She has a full-time job. She has a, a little baby girl, which I believe is two or three years old and her husband and everything else. She's juggling it all. Right. But, and then I just imagine this little mama bear and she's, and she's, um, I just imagine this mama bear picking up these boxes and putting down the boxes and doing everything because she has, you know, eight arms again. <laughs> and, and now at the end of moving, she's so sore. She can barely even move. So she gives herself time to rest and recover a little bit. And then I, I saw her yesterday and she comes in. She's, I'm a little sore still, uh, but I had to come in. I said, why did you have to come in? She goes, it's essential to my health and my well-being and my sanity that I show up here. So even if I didn't do everything that I used to do, me being here right now and me giving myself the self-care is going to bring sanity to my mind, which is going to be better for my child that I have right now. It's going to be better for my husband at home, and it's going to be better for me to be present with this child that I'm, I'm bearing in my womb. You know, and so the more that we do that, I, I realized from my client, the more we are able to fill ourselves up, the more that we're able to give to others around us, which we're talking about our children. As moms, we have a lot to give, right? Do what you love when it comes to self-care. There's no definition down to the brim of what that looks like. Again, I've talked about the little things of taking a nap and reading a book, but what about going to wine night or going to a girl's brunch once a month? How does that sound? It sounds foreign to you maybe, right? Uh, going on a coffee date, a tea date with your girlfriends, like that sounds foreign because you don't have enough time. But guess what? If it's a priority and it's important to you, you will make the time. Hitting the gym at least twice a week is essential for some of my girls. I have women that are mothers and some of these mothers are holding kids of up to four, four kids in their household, which and then their husband and some of them have in-laws in their home and they're still hitting the gym anywhere from three to five days a week. That's a choice, you know, and those girls I, I've looked up to, I was like, you better learn something from these chicks. You know, they are juggling so much and they're still creating this essential part of their life because it makes them and helps them be more of what they're dedicated to be as a mom, right? So keeping up with also your annual wellness exams are huge. I, I, I cannot stress it enough to these moms. Like go get your eyes checked. Go get your skin cancer screening. Go get your annual blood test and also make sure that you're getting your T3 and your T4 inside of that blood test so you can check out your thyroid, right? Go get the bone density test. Go get your body fat percentage test. Go do the things that 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 you don't know enough about and 
and have that a part of your passion now and have that a part of your self-care now. Don't feel embarrassed or shamed or guilt to go understand how your inner organs and how your outer organ of your skin and your brain are, are feeling and looking because if that's not well, then also you cannot be everything that you are deserved to be for your children. This is your birthright to be a mother. That was what you were destined to be. For all the moms that I'm talking to right now, you are destined. So why don't you allow the experts to come into your life and play a role and help you feel and be more educated and so you you can be more balanced. You can be more harmonic and happy and fulfilled in your life. And 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 you can and you can stray away from the life of comparison of other mothers and other families because you're confident in yourself, right? I really do think that every parent needs an adult night out each week. It's a it's a game changer. You know, whether that's to a movie or just a glass of wine or some tapas or going to the library and reading a book, I don't care, right? But go out with your spouse, go out with your boyfriend, go out with your friends, make that part of your schedule because because this will lead again to the happiness and that is part of the self-care right? So if you don't carve out time for yourself, then we just turn into this blue mom, right? And we turn into this this person that is just sliding by, right? We need to take advantage of everything that's willing to be a part of our life outside, right, of our norm. We can enjoy our yoga classes. We can enjoy the bar classes. We can, we can demand that that this is on our schedule because I feel better with it. And if I feel better, I'm going to say this over and over again until it's deep in our heads, our children will will reap the benefits of this, right? And as we're building this support network with, with our lady friends and with our spouse or our boyfriend or our church group or whatever, we're, we're showing what it means to be a little bit more than just our work or a little bit more than just being a mom. We're showing up to our kids and, and, and letting them know that it's good to indulge and be a part of a great support group. It's good to indulge and engage and express with these humans and with these communities and that they also are being shown through example that our connections are another beautiful piece in this life, right? And so at the end of the day, and at the end of this podcast, we come and we're like, fudge, where do I even start? Like, this is a lot of stinking information, Cami. I would say start small. The fact is, even the busiest moms can squeeze in a little amount of time for themselves. And even if that's five minutes, I would suggest to start there. That's all you have to do. If you love to read, then why are you postponing reading for just five minutes? There's no rule book out there that says because you're a mom that you're not allowed to do the things that you love to do. I don't care if it's sitting and looking out a window, laying down on the floor and reaching your arms out to the side where your heart's opened up and expanded. That's what I'm doing right now. And just feeling the stretch and feeling the burden just release from yourself and thinking the biggest and greatest things. Gosh, I think I just baby meditated right there. Take a few deep breaths once in a while and see how that feels. 
These are just a few ideas. And I know that collaboratively, we can come up with a thousand ideas and meet me on Instagram. Maybe we can talk about it and we can make a list up all together um, and, and encourage each other and become each other's counselors and become each other's therapy because this is not easy. And if it was easy, then every single mom would be doing it. But if we listen to this now and share this podcast with uh, one mom and then that mom shares with another mom, we can we can make this a wave and we can find the power to discover ourselves through these small little phrases of time that we can give ourselves. So when I'm thinking it just about my own little story, I know that overall the time that I've given myself and especially over these past two years, I've become more of a woman in progress to have so much more energy for my children and so much more energy for the things that are important to me because I've also placed myself on the platform of my own priority. I'm enjoying being friends with myself, right? And and I and I hope that you're enjoying this as well by even just listening to this and knowing that you don't have a have to be an OCD mom and and being this superhero mom all the time. I want to be better and I want to be in progress and I know that this is a choice just like working out and eating right and drinking all the water and getting enough sleep and focusing on the recovery as well. Being a mom is just as important. And I just want to commend you for, for listening for the past 46 minutes. And I want to commend you for journaling along the way. And why aren't you making yourself a priority? Why? And if you want to be more of your best friend, then I promote you and I suggest to you that you answer this in truth. Not to me, but to you. Write down why you continue to put yourself on the back burner. What's the reason? And then come back to that answer in a couple days and read it and see the one, two, three things that you can do to become better for not to be that anymore. So thank you guys for sharing this time, sharing this space with me as we approach the Christmas season, December 25th. I, I hope that you can care for yourself and I hope that you can love all the invisible loads <laughs> that we put on ourselves as a mother during this holiday season and enjoy it. Let's enjoy it once and for all, even through this chaotic 2020 year. Uh, we are only promised today. And until next Tuesday, I'll see you guys. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.